all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning. This is Relatively Speaking. Whoa, this show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Butchers, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. So, yeah, generally not telling the truth to children is viewed as a bad thing and maybe could generate distrust in the adult who perpetrates that lie. But then there's Santa Claus, and I would dare say the majority of our parents and the majority of us have have continued to tell our children about Santa Claus and gone, gone to pretty extreme means to make sure that our children believe in Santa, right? So, is it okay to generate the mystery and magic, encouraging the belief that a jolly old man, a happy man, travels by flying a sleigh with eight tiny reindeer all over the world delivering presents to children? Do you think that's good? So, you know what we're going to do? We have an early caller, and we are going to go straight to the phones. There's Bill on the road. Hi, Bill. Hey. Well, I hear that you were raised right, or you are raising your children right. Tell us, tell us oh, what right. your thoughts are about this. Oh, right. uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I, I pondered this uh, for a little bit after college because I just wanted to jump in there. Uh, we, my dad was a preacher, and, and, and Christmas time was supposed to be Jesus' birthday, and, uh, mm-hmm. and that's the way we looked at it. And we'd have a cantata every Christmas. There'd be a, a cantata, and at twelve o'clock. It would be over at 12 o'clock, so that means Christmas Day is here, mm-hmm. and we'd go home and open our presents. And uh, and, I, and I raised my kids. I, you know, they, people seem to use uh, being good. You better not pout. You better not cry and all that stuff because they're telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town. He wants you to be good. So that's kind of a, a leverage factor there to make kids be good. And in one respect, it gets it's kind of good, but it's like you said, disheartened when they find out that that was a lie. And, uh, and so... You know, I, my kids knew knew all that, and, and uh, we we had Christmas presents. We celebrated gifts and all that with uh, with Jesus in mind. You know, of, of his birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way we did. And I, I don't encourage, uh, uh, you know, I encourage Christmas, but remember it's the celebration of the birth, not mm-hmm. not not to get presents and be good to get them. You know, right, uh, right. Um, Bill, I think you are not the only one out there who has that thought. And I, I do believe that there are many out there who believe that that the the meaning of Christmas has been lost by many. Um, right. And un, unlike other religious holidays, probably, I think particularly Christmas um, sometimes is overshadowed by Santa Claus. So... But I'd like to hear from others. I appreciate you calling. And, and let me ask you this. So that's the way you you grew up. Did you have any pushback from your friends when you were little? Do you remember any of that? Did did some people um, tell you there really was a Santa Claus? Or We never had an issue like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think most of my friends were like me. They, they understood that and, and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think it's a big marketing device that, uh, I mean, they're putting out Christmas stuff before Halloween's over, you know. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that the it's truth? Marketing. And people don't have a lot of money, and they, and they feel disappointed because they can't give presents to everybody. And so they kind of go into hiding or whatever. And uh, 
and it's disappointing for a lot of people. There's yeah. a lot more disappointment, I think, out there than people realize, and, and they don't get much under the tree, you know. I'll get something real small, you know. And uh, yeah. We used to take presents to school and exchange gifts at school, um, and you put them all in a box or something, and you just get a boy or girl gift. And uh, and that was kind of fun, but we knew where it came from. Uh, right. And uh, so I don't know. I, I hate to see Christmas exploited like that, and, and people feel guilty for not being able to give more, you know, and, and they'd like to in any way. Right. Okay. Well, I enjoy yourself so much. Uh, thank you, Bill. Thank you. And thank you for starting us off. And you have some really good thoughts and maybe have generated some questions for others. Um and and I'd love to hear from more of you. Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline dot org. We're talking about Christmas, and is it okay to allow your children to believe in Santa? Do you, is it okay to sort of push the myth and and many of us have done that what do we do around christmas time we take them to visit santa right i know we have santa coming to visit mpb right michelle we do and you and i we talk about this every year i love this topic we some people say it's lying but i feel that it's just the magic of the season Christmas time is magical for me. Mm-hmm. So at a young age, two, three, four, five, and six, I just think it's so innocent mm-hmm. for them to see the wonder and the magic. And I know what Bill was saying, let them understand the reason for the season and what the um, uh, holiday is really about. But it is still fun for them to believe in the magic of Santa Claus, you know, right. the magic of him. Right. And and the magic of of also giving. I think Bill yes. brought up a good point. You know, so many times kids are maybe maybe overly set to expect this huge mm. pile of gifts. And um, there's a lot of pressure on individuals who have any kind of financial difficulty to to try to work extra, do extra work. I've heard um, friends of mine talk about that, making sure that perhaps they worked a little bit extra to or make sure. Or going to debt, get loans. Going into debt. You didn't need right. during the holiday season just to see your children smile on that one day. Yeah. But like you it's said, letting them know that it's about giving, taking them to a stew pot or a Salvation Army and, and getting an angel for the angel tree, letting them know that it's about the love of the season and giving. Yeah. That's a good that's a but, good. But... But at the same time, you know, maybe in some households, I'd like to know about this. I know I grew up believing in Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. My parents, we really didn't discuss it. We were in the retail business, and everybody was working really hard during that time. But on Christmas Eve, we knew if we went to bed, there would be something under the tree. There were eight of us. And so we didn't have a pile of presents Um, And in fact, I remember getting one or two under the tree and nothing huge. Um, One of my favorite remembrances is when I was about five, Santa left me a brown teddy bear that I adored. And he was my best friend for a while. You know, it wasn't expecting a pile. So I'd, I'd really like to hear sort of the traditions. And have we allowed, have we allowed advertisements and the media to push us to more and more and and what was really fun about our times growing up now i'm i'm not a youngster um but you know even i think even people who are in their 30s and 40s perhaps had a very different memory of exactly what christmas looked like than than now well my parents Um, i think i shared this last year when we talked about this my parents didn't put anything under the tree the entire month and on christmas morning it was gifts under the tree that made me believe in something meaning somebody brought I didn't think it was mom and dad at a young age 
Santa or somebody brought gifts and they weren't there the whole month of December. And on Christmas Day, they just mm-hmm. magically appeared. So they did that to keep the magic and wonder in mm-hmm. the um, day. Mm-hmm. So nothing was under the tree mm-hmm. until Christmas morning. Christmas and I morning. love that. I, yeah. I did that with my daughter, but she's 18 this year. And so the magic does go. And I asked her this morning, what does she want for Christmas? There's really nothing that she just necessarily wants. So I guess I'll give her money and a nice card. And that feels very odd to me because yeah. I'm a gift giver. I like to yeah. shop. Yeah. But it goes away the older they get. Yeah. But well, tell me what you told me last week about what you do with your children. You still do buy gifts. Oh, yeah. We do. Um, and I, I, I'm a giver. I love giving presents. And so, yes, I, I do that. I um, Typically, we have five, and we have 11 grandchildren, so we don't give a lot of gifts to everybody. But one thing we do is, and the kids love this, is just Christmas stockings with tiny surprises in it. Oh, that's fine. And they love going through the stockings and pulling out something silly or something usable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be a can opener, you know, <laughs> just something, mm-hmm. um, but little happies within it. Just, again, I like I like the magic. But let's go to the phones, back to the phones. We have Steve in Boonville who's going to share with us. Hi, Steve. Hello. Um said a word a few times repeatedly that always always occupies my mind during this time of year and it it really sort of uh, sort of settled in, in my mind my feelings about Christmas I, I'm always grateful for any gifts and growing up um, I grew up in the family of five and we, we exchanged gifts but it was when I was about the age of 15 that I became keenly aware of the words you kept using, expectation. Uh-huh. And people started expecting so much from each other and being aware that others were expecting from you. It really, it started to sour my attitude for the holidays because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't able to, to do a whole lot growing up, but, but that expectation takes over um, takes over our thinking, our spending, mm-hmm. our our uh, planning, our schedules. It just really takes over, and that's what it, it almost made me start resenting it. But I've also matured in my age and, and become aware of something that I'm also seeing when when I see elaborately decorated houses and all kinds of Christmas figures out in the yards. And these are usually older people that are living without their kids now. They're grown grown up and gone away. And I'm seeing another side of it that this is their opportunity opportunity to relive some of their childhood mm-hmm. and 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 ex, and uh, just enjoy it briefly, wondering if other people are enjoying it as much as they were because that's their way of, of reliving it just once a year. So I, I had to soften a little my attitude, <laughs> but the expectations are always there, and we have to be. I think we need to be aware of how we come across to the kids of what we're teaching them to expect. That's that's a very sensitive area we need to think about. Wow. You know, as you were talking before you said the word that I had said repeatedly, um, I was looking at Michelle wondering what what that word was. I was hoping it was okay, but thank you for highlighting that because I, I do um, – I do think, first of all, that 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 expectation is is sometimes something that gets set so hard that we almost have to reset it so that people understand that, you know, no, I'm not going to spend five hundred dollars at Christmas time. I don't have it. I can't. And so I might make you something special. I might bake you something. I might make something out of a a shell or a pine cone or something but um to to expect more the thought and the caring and the the spirit of giving rather than some sort of huge monetary thing and and um steve the other thing that you you said and i think this is a good thing for for young parents and for we older parents to teach our children who are childbearing now is is the fact that 
set the expectations early. It's fine to allow them to believe in Santa Claus in my mind. It's not fine for them to think that there's going to be this massive pile of expensive gifts at Christmas, and that's what is always going to happen. And so there, that to, to try to set the stage and, and think about what you're doing, what you're doing when you start um, taking out loans, for example, to buy gifts. Think about what you're doing um, to the future, to your children, and yeah. and 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 the like. So, golly, Steve, thank you so much for that call. That was helpful, I think, in in sort of setting the stage for further conversation. And um, listeners, I would love for you to give us a call and join in the conversation. How how did you approach Santa Claus? Um, what did you do? Did you did you perpetuate um, the belief? Uh, give us a call, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. We're talking about Santa Claus um, and the myth. And do you continue it? This is Relatively Speaking, and we'll be right back. Dr. Susan Buttress. Children grow and change so fast, it's important to help them build the strong foundations they need to help develop lifelong skills and succeed in school. Whether it's singing songs in the car or counting steps while walking to the mailbox, there are many ways to help young children learn new skills and reach new developmental milestones. Even before they can talk, babies can make connections and respond to adults' words, sounds, and facial expressions by clapping, waving, or smiling back at them. Not only is it fun, but it's important to talk, read, and sing with children. More at MississippiThrive.com. MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back, and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking, and if you weren't on before, we are talking about Santa Claus. The myth, the mystery, the magic. Did you believe in Santa Claus as a child? And if so, do you make sure that your children do? Do you continue that? You know, one study found that about 84% of parents lie to their children about a number of things. And often they use it to manipulate their kids, right? And um, one of our early callers mentioned that a lot of times parents say, you know, just like the song, you better watch out, you better not pout, um, because Santa's Claus is coming to town. And um, so we, we probably do that. But, um, you know, and it, it can be useful at times, I guess. But is it appropriate? So every year parents um, continue that, or many do, um, with the visits to Santa, the talk about Santa, um, and and how special it is and how special those memories often are. And so how far do you go with that? Now, it seems that by about age seven um, in one study, about 
um, about age seven, children most learn about Santa. Maybe they don't tell their parents they know because they're afraid the gifts will stop if they do. But they they learn about Santa. And in a survey that was done, it seemed that parents had more disappointment than the children did. Um, when college students were interviewed, they were asked, well, when did you stop believing in Santa? When did you find out about Santa? And then how did it affect you? And they said, oh, we were fun in general. But what what was found was that they felt like their parents were the most disappointed. And some continued to pretend that they believed in Santa because they didn't want to disappoint their parents. Well, remember so. what our um, news director just told us before the show. She said that she really never believed in Santa, but she felt her parents wanted her to believe in right. Santa. So she heard them coming in with gifts one night, and she said, oh, my God, I hope they don't know I'm up and right. just bear down under the covers. She pretended to be asleep. Sleep. So She yeah. would get the gifts right. the next day. And like we talked about, it's more disappointing to the parents <laughs> than the children, I guess. And some, well, we asked Java to join <laughs> us, Java Chapman, who has children and was a child, right? Yeah, once, a, once upon a time I was a, a little person. And he has young kids. Yeah. So, Java, we we wanted you to talk to us a little bit uh, about what did you believe as a child, and are you doing the same thing with your children? Yeah, I was a um, you know full believer in Santa Claus. I really can't be- remember when. I guess the belief kind of went away, but in a way, in 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 some kind of way, I still believe in the the institution of Santa Claus. That's why I, you know I continue it with my uh, with my kids. But one thing I will say that you don't really have to, I guess, kind of push Santa Claus on them. They already it's know. It's everywhere, you know. Right. And it just it just comes with uh, the season, and it's kind of on you as a parent if you want to kind of bust that bubble. So we, we, we keep it afloat. And, you know, um, what Michelle said earlier, it's just the magic of the season. It just kind of, kind of folds into it um, where, you know, Santa Claus, he brings some gifts if you were nice and, you know, won't bring you any if you're naughty. And just, you know, kind of keeps things simple, I, I'll say. Yeah. Do you feel like that you and your wife are prone to pile more gifts under the tree than than you two were given as children? I'm curious about that. Um, no, not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you know, we are of modest means. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, you know, we, we keep it all in perspective. But also we recognize that like most I guess kids these days, Christmas is 365 days a year. Huh. You know, mm-hmm. our kids are in a blessed position where they don't, you know, kind of want for anything. And, you know, we have worked to put them in that position. So, you know, Christmas is just a nice little more of family time than anything. I will mm-hmm. say my kids are not, I uh, I hate to call them little consumerists, but they, you know, they're, they're not all about everything. It's mm-hmm. just it's about family and being together and stuff like that. Right. Well, you know, there there's some thought by many that believing in Santa can can benefit children in early child development, giving them imagination, yes. um, creativity, you know, increased play and fun, and and that can be good. And you know, a little bit of fantasy never hurt anybody. Um, I mean, it, if you think about it. Um, a lot of the Disney shows or Frozen or Harry Potter books, you know, a lot of kids get into the fantasy and, you know, looking into um, science and how things might work to kind of step through that with children sometimes can help. And as a child gets older, I just wonder um, as they start the discovery how one should approach it and how how parents sometimes do approach it. And I'll, you know, I'll tell you a little bit of story about that, but we have another caller here, Rachel from Eupora, who maybe has some input. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for joining in. Thank you, Doctor. This is an interesting uh, <laughs> conversation. And so... 
when I was a kid, we weren't uh, told one way or the other. We just knew that on Christmas morning we would get gifts under the tree, but not very many. And one of my favorite memories was one year when uh, we didn't have much money. We hardly ever had very much money. And uh, I think it was on a Christmas Eve. We lived in the Mississippi Delta, and it was actually snowing. Mm -hmm. And my mother took uh, me and one of my brothers, and my dad took my other three brothers, and we went downtown and crunched on that uh, snow along the sidewalks. And, of course, there were uh, Christmas lights everywhere, and there were Santa Clauses in the store windows, and there were dolls and toys in the store windows. And uh, the purpose of our trip was that each of us would get to choose one or two gifts, depending on the cost. Mm -hmm. of the gift and it was one of the happiest times one of the most fun times and i still remember it as one of my favorite christmases if not the favorite one Mm -hmm. um i taught my daughter to uh not believe in santa claus but to say that we invented santa claus and she actually invented three santa clauses uh, this was when she was quite young, and she had a white Santa Claus and a pink Santa Claus and a brown Santa Claus. And we had a Christmas room where we read uh, Christmas scripture and sang Christmas songs. Sometimes her friends would join in. But I asked my daughter uh, several years ago, she's 35 now, if she resented that I did not tell her there was a Santa Claus and she said no that she was so glad that I didn't so uh, I don't know if if it would be that way with every child I'm not saying that uh, all parents should do what I did but it turned out to be the right thing and what I felt was the right Mm -hmm. thing to Mm do in her case yeah, I think, well, well, like Java was saying, you know, just instead of really talking about uh, Santa being this mysterious man, it just, you know, you just have the presents on Christmas morning or whatever. And um, to not, it sounds like there wasn't uh, a pro or a con so much. I doubt your daughter. Exactly. Right, right. Um, That's right. So I think I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. I really don't. I think I it depends on the family and the circumstance. And and many times, um, the way you were brought up is the way we parent. And sometimes that is, especially if it's a great memory, then then stick with it. You know, yeah. Rachel, yeah. I have to say, as you were talking about. Um, uh, downtown in the Delta, in the snow, walking down the sidewalks and doing the window shopping and then later shopping. I just, I closed my eyes as you were talking and I got this vision of just how beautiful that probably was and what a wonderful memory. It was memory. amazing. It was amazing. And one of my, the brother that was with us uh, was uh, legally blind and Christmas lights were his favorite things Mm. and colorful things. Mm -hmm. I remember one year my mother asked him what he wanted for Christmas, and he said a jar of buttons. He wanted some colorful buttons that he could pour out on the table and look at and feel. And that, too, is a a happy Christmas memory. Wow. Uh, Wow. Everybody has them. I hope some other people will call in and give some of their happy memories of Christmas. Oh, me too, Rachel. Thank you so much for calling. And and listeners, please do. If, if there was something really special about a particular Christmas, call in and share it. You know, I bet, just like with Rachel, it was something 
not grandiose, not terribly expensive, but probably something that just, for whatever reason, had some special flavor to it. So I would love for you to call. We're going to take our next break, but we have open lines, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877 877- Six seven two seven four six four. We are talking about believing or not believing in Santa Claus, or maybe just how how you celebrate this season right now. This is relatively speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Budras here with Michelle and Java, and we'll be right back. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress with a Mindful Minute. Children grow up so fast, before you know it, they'll be starting kindergarten. A good way to watch for school readiness is to mark developmental milestones like talking in sentences, counting, writing, and playing well with others. Positive adult-child relationships are key to helping children meet these milestones. You already have the tools you need. Talking, singing, and reading are fun ways to help children learn and thrive. One way to celebrate these special moments is to use a milestone checklist. Healthcare providers are also a great resource to help make sure your child's on the mark and ready for the next step. Examples of developmental milestones, fun family activities, and additional resources can be found at MississippiThrive.com. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I am telling you why, Santa Claus is coming to town. Make a list, he's checking it Back, twice. and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking about Santa. Should your children believe in Santa Claus? And if they do, how do you how do you set that up? And then when they find out that perhaps he is a magical individual who maybe is not real, then what do you do? So give us a call. Join in the conversation. We wanna we wanna hear from you. Um, as we move along, we'll talk a little bit about then what. Um, but give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Janet, I know you called earlier, and somehow we you dropped off. So give us a call back. But we are going to go back to the phones. Is that TJ? Well, a primary and a secondary. They're both out. Hello. Hello. Hey. Sounds like you were having a sidebar conversation. How are you doing? Yeah, my wife just came in the barn. (laughs) Well, so you are in, is that Kosciuszko? Yeah, central Mississippi, Kosciuszko. I know exactly where that is. So Uh, tell us what your thoughts are about the Santa Claus and the Santa myth. Yeah, I have a, a, a tip for parents to keep the kids in the bed early in the morning on Christmas. Uh-oh. Okay. What is that? Yeah. Java's going to love this one. Go out there and hang a... Uh, I hung a, a string of bells outside my kids' rooms. Uh-huh. And I told them, until you hear them bells ring, that's when Santa Claus flies off the roof. And so don't get out of bed until Santa and You flies. hear those Santa ah. and I And I strung a string around the house over to the bedroom, and right at uh, sunup, me or my wife could ring those bells, and you'd hear their feet hit the floor. <laughs> 
Oh, that's fun. They will not get up till I hear those bells ringing. They won't be up at 2 in the morning or 3. Well, you know, um, TJ, we had a caller, I believe, last year when we were talking about this subject, and and she said (laughs) maybe not as safe as what you and your wife did. Her father, um, for the longest, would get up on the roof and clomp around um, (laughs) and tell the kids that it was uh, reindeers up on the on the roof, which is, I'm not recommending that. A little dangerous. I like no, the bell idea better. <laughs> yeah, just pull a, pull, put the bells up, pull a string, through the wind in the bedroom, and when the sun comes up, pull a string, and you'll hear the feet hit the floor. There you go. So I'm uh, curious, at what age did your children uh, decide that Santa was perhaps um, not real? Uh. When there was a motorcycle sitting in the uh, living room. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Old. (laughs) They kept at least pretending, right? I think. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Okay. Let's stay on the phones. I love these stories. We have Mike, who's on the road from Memphis, perhaps. Hi, Mike. Thanks for calling. Hello. Uh, just wanted to share with what we told our children. Only confronted when I guess my oldest daughter was about 12. And we just kind of left it like, uh, you know, when you stop believing, he stops coming. Mm-hmm. And just kind of let them figure that out from then on. Yeah, yeah. That way, that way she didn't ruin it for her little sister. And the, the magic continued on until it finally wore off. Yeah. And then, and then they just kind of figured it out themselves. But, you know, I think you can still have the magic and the the excitement and the enjoyment. Um, I will say my producer, Michelle, is giddy this time of year. She just loves it and just just loves the holiday. So, yeah, I think um, you can still have the magic uh, feeling in it and the gift of giving to, to remind um, individuals as they're moving through with um, without having to continue to insist. Of course there is. Of course there is. You know, I was, um, Mike, you you mentioned the age um, of 11 or 12, and I was running an errand with my oldest granddaughter, who is uh, soon to be 12, and she looked over at me and she said, Mommy, um, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about Santa Claus. You know... You know, I know the real story. <laughs> and I said, I figured you did. And um, she said, she said, but but I'm not I'm not sure what to say to my mom. And I said, well, well, you know what you can do is um, talk to her about where Santa is. And I said, where is Santa in your mind? And she said, he's in my heart. And I said, there you go. The the Santa is in your heart. He's the the gift giver, the person who who is giving good things to others. And so let's let's keep that in mind. Just keep him in your heart, um, and remember the good memories. And then I looked at her and I, and I said, "And you won't spoil it for your little sister, will you?" And she said, "No, no, no." Um, but I'm pretty sure she's going to figure it out soon. This is a seven year old who's bright, and I think she will. You know, because I start processing through so um but see mike you put magic um yeah i think so anyway uh well thank you so much for calling and um we appreciate we appreciate you all right um well we continue to have open lines and like Rachel, one of our callers said uh, we want to hear more stories because they're so much fun. Give us a call at 877 MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464 or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. 
Dr. Butchers, I have a story. I think I shared it last year, but it is hilarious. Jordan was about maybe four or five. We were in the store, and she, you know how a four or five-year-old is. They want everything, and you say, don't touch that, and we're shopping. Mm -hmm. And I said, hold on. Let me call Santa. And the we were in Toys R Us. The parents around me laughed, and it was a huge hearty laugh. Everybody was yeah. laughing because she started frantically crying uh -huh. because I was on. I actually doubt, and I said, "Hi, Santa." You know, I can do a script really good, right? So I pretended like <laughs> I was talking to Santa. We had a whole conversation. I'm like, "Wait, wait, you want to talk to her?" Hold on, hold on. I was doing the whole thing like that. And she was screaming, no, no, don't call him. Don't tell him. It was so fun and innocent. She literally believed I was talking to Santa. And if she didn't stop doing what she was doing, he wasn't going to bring any gifts. It was so much fun. And I, I think I had more fun than doing it and all the parents around me were cracking up because she was so for real so sincere yeah, she so really thought I was talking to Santa there you the go lots it. of parents art of manipulation yeah. a lot of parents do that yes so. and that's what the guy said uh, if you're it was a manipulation thing at the beginning the song says it if you're naughty you yeah. don't get anything so I guess starting after Thanksgiving kids really started cleaning their room and doing extra fun nice things that their parents wanted them to do so they can get gifts huh yeah. So is that right? Or is, is, is that okay? Uh, you know, there's some controversy about that. Um, and, and so how much should they be good because they should be good for their parents? And how much should they be good because they want a secondary gain? It's kind of like the, the old argument about, um, being paid for chores at home. That's another whole show. Another we'll do that whole, in 2022. We'll, yeah, we'll do that right. in 2022. Okay, well, we are going to stay on the phones. We have Mikey in Mobile. Hi, Mikey. Hey, good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> you reminded me of something that is so funny to me, and this is telling it on myself, okay? Okay. Because I was, I was in kindergarten, and um, my mother was pregnant with um, the fifth of my half-dozen siblings. Mm -hmm. And um, we were sitting at the kitchen table in, uh, <laughs> it was probably an antebellum house. I mean, my parent, my grandparents did move to another house. But, I mean, it was a little tiny kitchen table. <laughs> my mama and my nanny is what we call my grandmother, her mother, and me. And um, mom was obviously pregnant, you know, again. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And anyhow, I, there's so much focus on the baby Jesus, you know, it's like, I mean, it prompted me to say, like, kindergarten, from my kindergartner, you know, thing, um, uh, Mama, where do babies come from? <laughs> and she looked at my grandmother, like, you know, in total bewilderment with absolutely no answer, you know, it's like, um, <laughs> for a moment. And then she said, um, well, go ask your nanny. <laughs> So, you know, I looked over at Nanny, you know, it's like, I think they'd let me have some coffee with half milk in it that morning even. Uh, you know, and I said, Nanny, where did babies come from? And she says, well, um, uh, go ask your mama. And I said, well, um, mama we'll just told me to ask you. Yeah. No, and then she said, I'll tell you what, we'll talk about it later. Okay. And I leaned over and I whispered to her, why doesn't she know? <laughs> that's cute that's cute hey i'm cute what can you say take care happy holidays <laughs> thank you mikey thank you yeah i think a lot of parents have been trapped into where where babies come from that could be another show too how do you talk about that okay uh so let's let's stay though on this theme about santa okay um, by the way, we still have time for a caller, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. Um, would love to hear your story. But let's move forward and talk a little bit about, so what do you do when you have a child who does come to you and starts questioning, like we were talking about um, earlier before the break, um, Listen, um, give them some problem-solving thoughts. Um, 
it might be a good time for a good scientific discussion with the child, right? Let's talk about myth or truth, and what do you think? Maybe have them test a hypothesis. So, is it really possible? Let's let's look at the the world, the size of it, the time clock. Is it really possible for this man to carry presents all over the world in a sleigh? And so maybe talk about that. You could talk about time change, how well it might be possible for a little while, but would it really be possible to take care of everybody? It also might be a good time to tell them about the story of the real Nicholas, the real St. Nick, okay? He was called St. Nicholas the Generous. Um, and, you know, he he wasn't always the round, rotund, bearded fellow. He was um, actually a bishop of Myra, a Roman town that's Turkey now. And um, he was born in 270 A.D., but he was apparently a very good man. Um, he was dedicated to helping the poor throughout his life. And and very famously, he anonymously. So this is sort of where the St. Nicholas, Nick Santa Claus came from, is he would anon- anonymously um pay for the dowries of impoverished girls. He would leave gifts or coins typically or other treats in the shoes of children who would place them outside because the the story kept building that people knew if they left their empty shoes outside that Saint Nick Nick Nicholas would come by and and leave treats for the kids. And sometimes they would leave carrots or hay for his horses outside. So he was traditionally, he traditionally wore a red coat, a cloak, a cape. And, um, and so it, he was real. There really was a real individual. So to sometimes empower your children with, with a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of understanding about how this started and 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 why it started and maybe um, add a little magic to it. And, you know, I think um, there are plenty of people out there. We hear stories over and over now about individuals who have sort of um, taken on the St. Nicholas behavior, um, either going about during this time of year leaving gifts anonymously or handing out. You know, I think I told this story on radio um, a couple of weeks ago. I was in a grocery store not too long ago, and a a man just came... um, in front of me to the guy who was checking his groceries out and paid for the man's groceries. You know, those kinds of gifts. So so there is magic in the season. There can be magic in the season. You don't have to um, be too hard-nosed about um, making sure everybody understands the truth. But I think like our very first caller said, um, one thing that we have done is sort of gotten so caught up in um, the advertisements and and the glitz and the glamour of it all that we are kind of forgetting what the real meaning of this holiday is. I mean, it's it's really a religious holiday for many of us, and so to not forget that. But even if it is not that, to think about it, to shift it to more, what can I do for others? Um, And it doesn't have to necessarily be a monetary gift. It doesn't have to cost a lot. Sometimes it can be something that you made by hand. Um, A couple of years ago, my husband and I had great fun making Christmas ornaments for all of our friends. Um, And we we did that together. 
Um, and it really didn't cost much of anything. But I think really, uh, you know, I'll probably hear from somebody about this, but I think really they appreciated it as much as if I'd spent, you know, 50 or $60 on a present for them because it was something that was done for the from the heart. And it's I cherish that I got uh, an ornament from you <laughs> and my daughter we were putting the tree up this year and she took out your ornament and I quickly went to her and said, oh, be careful with that one <laughs> because you cherish it. It's Aww. something that meant a lot to me, uh-huh. you know, and it, like you said, it wasn't bought in the store, something that is irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. So, well, thank you for that. But, but keep that in mind, listeners, that if you're feeling a little cash strapped, but really want to do something for people, then then do something um, simple. There are so many easy things you can do. And even if you don't have a huge amount of talent, you can get a little glass ball and put your little painting on it or glitter or get a pine cone and decorate it. There are so many things you can do. But keep the magic, keep the caring. Um, in in this holiday season and keep in mind that there truly is magic there was a saint nick it's okay to believe in being a giver who does anonymous and secret wonderful things for people so everybody have a wonderful holiday and um, stay tuned for next year next week i believe we'll be doing um another show Uh, we'll do a repeat next week but i want you guys to stay tuned at the end of the uh, year for the best of relatively speaking we'll have some highlights of 2021 maybe some of you will hear yourselves yes okay So don't forget that if you want to listen to this episode or any other past, you can listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast app by searching Southern Remedy, Relatively Speaking. Uh, This was a production of MPB Think Radio, engineered by Michelle McAdoo, and Java was our call screener. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking, and stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now, coming up next right here on MPB Think Radio.